0: This is the Moralogy
1: Podcast. Moral
0: County, Ohio. is my home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Well, hello Mike. Wake up.
1: Oh, hey Joey.
0: Episode number 39, good sir.
1: Next week is 40. That's right. Yeah. 40. I'm not even 40 yet. Okay. We,
0: <laughs> wow, that was an awkward silence. <laughs> we
1: won't go there. All right, so
0: let's get down with all of the fun.
1: Get stuff down and going funky, on. yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. I was with that music. Huh.
0: Okay. All right, Flying Horse Farms is continuing their Light Up the Camp at Flying Horse Farms out on uh, State Route 95 out towards Chesterville. Uh, it's a 10 minute animated show. Last year was fantastic, and I have heard some good things about it already. It runs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday evenings, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Christmas in Cardington is this Thursday evening, starting at 5 p.m. Celebrate Christmas in Cardington at Cardington Legion Park. Lots of activities and more will warm the heart. The Friends of Cardington recently released their annual Christmas ornament created by local vendor Jamie Brucker in Brucker Designs. Get yours at the event. Uh, And then our friend of the show here, Ken Barnett, he is hosting a fundraiser on uh, Friday night, December 7th at 7 – I'm sorry, Friday night, December 10th at 7 p.m. at Trinity United Methodist Church, and uh, that's going to be a fundraiser for his Sunday school classroom so that they can adopt um, foster kids for Christmas to make sure that they have – You know, a good Christmas morning. So this is a talented group of friends who will bring you the sounds of the holiday season in their annual fundraiser. Christmas songs in the sanctuary at Trinity United Methodist Church is just what you need to continue the holiday spirit. And the bonus is that it benefits a local foster child uh, in ensuring that they get a a gift on Christmas. So I know they've uh, done this for a couple years. And then uh, Mike... Here's one that both of us are involved in. Yes, it is. A walk through Bethlehem starting Saturday, uh, December 11th, and running Sunday, December 12th at uh, 5 p.m. both days. It runs to 8 p.m. Just noting here, it's a take a walk walk back when Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem by order of the king for the census. You will walk through a reenactment of the period and sign in for the census. It is suggested that for entry, new mittens, hats, scarves, and a small donation is made but not required. You will get a chance to sign the census book, walk the streets, visit King Herod, see the angel, uh, walk through the walk through a street market, and view a manger, view the manger uh, in which would become the birthplace of the King of Kings. Yes, and uh, I know you're going to be there. Uh, your role is not necessarily a typecast role. What role are you playing?
1: <laughs> I'm going to be a wise guy or a wise man. Wise man, not yeah. a wise guy. <laughs> yeah, I always get that mixed up. Wise guy. Fe- eh? when i said something to faith jagger i said i hear you need some wise guys she said i think you'll fit the bill (laughs) oh that's great yeah
0: i uh am playing king herod and uh, i know that he is not liked or was not liked um and i'm okay with that i guess (laughs) uh i have to i'm painting some of the set pieces i gotta uh, paint part of the temple and get lighting for the temple ready this week and uh and uh, Jamie Ziegler is going to be uh, helping with us, and she's playing an angel.
1: Oh, wow. That's not a typecast.
0: No, not at <laughs> all. Uh, and we know that she is a listener, which is why we said that. Uh, she's actually going to do, uh, do some of the decorations for us. She's going to do, uh, when you go into the street market, Mike, you actually are going to see signs in English that say what kind of vendor they are, and mm-hmm. then below it, it's going to be in Hebrew. Okay. And she's yes. going to create those signs for us. There will actually be an N. Uh, with an innkeeper, mm-hmm. and that's one of the facades that I'm painting uh, this week. Uh, and the reason I'm doing it this week and it's not already done is because we just finished um, We just finished our Christmas parade with the Chamber of C- uh, Commerce on Friday night. But before we get to that, because we have some updates on that, I uh, wanted to make sure we get this out there on um, December, starting Monday, December 6th, and running to December 10th. The Northmore Jog Annual Food Drive is taking place. And that is going to be at Northmore Schools. uh, Northmore Schools. And that is a food drive. Let me see if I can find that again. And I am not catching it. Um, But you can drop your canned goods off there at the the school. Um, Check out their website or uh, search it in Facebook events. Make sure you click on local so you can find it. Um let's see. Oh, and then we have um we have this one just cracks me up the name of it. Um, Bunker's Mill. Lush and Plush Snowman. So Bunker's Mill, um, and we've talked about this one for a couple of weeks here to get the the word out, Mike. Um you get to build a lush and plush snowman. Um and it looks like it's gonna be really fuzzy, so you probably could use it as a pillow if you wanted to. Um, but it looks like it's it's made out of hand. Maybe even locally made yarn. Mm-hmm. It's really super fuzzy, <laughs> uh, but you do need to know, Mike, if you want to go to this, you uh, you really need to um, uh, pay for your ticket ahead of time and reserve your spot. And it does not appear that these are sold out, as uh, their glass blowing event was. Um, you know, it was very close to being sold out, um, so it appears that there is still some room there. So, if you are interested, visit uh, Bunkers Mill Winery. Uh, on Facebook, and their event is the Lush and Plush, and uh, that looks like it's going to be a a pretty, I mean, if you're into that, it sounds like it'll be a pretty good time. It is uh, $65 per ticket, and that includes all the materials you need for the snowman and a glass of wine, one glass of wine. That's an expensive glass of wine. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Their wine is good. I really like, have you ever had their wine? Uh, No, no. So they've got a, a couple of them. Like Blue Denim is really good. It's like a blueberry-type wine. It's good. They've got uh, Pirate Sale. Or, yeah, Pirate Sale. They've got a, a white satin, uh, a peach. S- some really good flavors. And it's not real alcoholic. you know. It's not a dry wine. Mm-hmm. These are the, They're, like, sweet. So they don't, you know, like, burn your throat. I mean, some of the wines, you know, sometimes do that if they're really dry. Um, but it doesn't... Um, so far. And then, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, last week we gave, uh, we started talking about the 42nd annual Morrow County consignment auction. Oh, yes. The Carhartt Convention. Carhartt yes. Convention. That's right, uh-huh. buddy. February 26th of 2022 at the fairgrounds here in Morrow County. And uh, it's at 9, it starts at 9 a.m., runs till 6 p.m. I'm sure there's all kinds of goodies. We'll talk more about that when we get closer and maybe we'll get somebody on to talk about it. Because um, I, I know what a consignment sale is. I've never been to the Morrow County consignment sale. Um, I, I mean, I don't need any. It's a big remote. event
1: that brings a lot of people to, uh, to the county um, and helps a lot of the local farmers get rid of stuff that they're no longer using. So it's, it's a great event. Yeah, and then, um, hey, New Year's Eve, you got plans? Not yet.
0: Well, here you go. Um, it's called uh, New Year's Eve Bash with the Implication. Uh, local artist, and I, I only know one here, maybe two, this guy looks familiar, uh, Dane Johnson, used to be one of the uh, managers over at the end zone, has a uh, bar, or I'm sorry, <laughs> he has a DJ service and a band now, um, it looks like uh, they play anything from Johnny Cash to Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they can't wait to see there, so on uh Friday, ooh, that's a Friday night, Just, yeah. Yeah, this is New this Year's year, Eve is yes. a Friday mm-hmm. night. Sweet, uh, starting at nine p.m. at the Inzone Bar and Grill here in Mount Gilead. Uh, December thirty first is the Implication. They're playing from nine to midnight, so ring in the new year with the Implication, and that's going to be here at the End Zone Bar and Grill. And um, I know we kind of talked about this already briefly, but you know, Christmas in Cardington uh, wa- is going to be great. Um, Mount Gilead's Chamber of Commerce. Event was really fun this week, um, so I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike, because you have a list of the parade winners.
1: Oh yes, there were some. Oh, all the uh, participants were wonderful. It so, was hey, quite a parade. For, how many were there? Forty. Uh, there were. I, I want to say forty-two. But okay.
0: Did you know? So um, Angela was telling me because for the first time, and I, I mean I don't know for sure, but the first time ever, I think um, we had to stop the parade. Because the fire department got a fire call.
1: I did not know that. Yes. so
0: okay. <laughs> It was funny. They, um, I was talking to Angela um, afterwards, and she said, they asked her, uh, do you want us to turn on the lights and sirens? Um, and she said, no, don't do that, because you know, there's a lot of people out and around. Right. So they start to pull out on the road, and they flip on the lights and sirens. And she's like, ah, I just told you not to do that. But... They got a fire call, and she didn't know that.
1: Oh, my. Yeah. So
0: we actually had to stop part of the parade so that they could go out to that. Now, the funny thing is, is it was actually a controlled burn, and they were able
1: to then get back
0: into okay. the, end of the, par- at the end of the parade. I
1: always wondered if they got a call while they were in the parade, what would happen? They'd leave. Well, of course. I mean, yeah. that is their priority. Yes, Yeah, makes and, sense. and they
0: did. And, Mike, they brought their new tower truck.
1: So I heard, yeah.
0: Yes, 110-foot ladder truck. Wow. Uh, I believe Mayor Brucker posted some pictures from the top of that. Uh, They bought it from, I believe, Liberty Township in Delaware. Yeah. So it's a local truck, Mm -hmm. and it is used. And, you know, those things are expensive. Oh, sure. Oh, my gosh. Some of the the prices that I've seen on those, because I was just nosy, you know, when they had their levy. I wanted to see what it was.
1: Those are expensive. So,
0: all right, Mike, tell us who won some of the categories. What are the categories, and then what did we uh, what did well, win? Well, I'll go
1: down through each category and tell you who the winner was in each category. So let's, uh, let's start out with uh, Spectacular li- Lights. And this was given to any entry that presents an outstanding display of lights and or other type of illumination. And that was, drum roll, please, <laughs> Park National Bank. So that was a Spectacular Light Award. That's, uh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, best Parade Theme. Yes. Float or Unit Following the Chosen Theme the Closest, and that was Garlinger and Brewbaker Families.
0: Yeah, and I was interested because I thought those uh, folks might have been uh, like attorneys or something. No, Mm -hmm. they were individual families that wanted to be involved.
1: Well, that's great. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. Then there was the Tin Soldier Award, marching walking group that has the most creative use of costumes, lights, and interpretation of theme. And that goes to the Highland High School Band.
0: Nice. You know, there were only two bands out of the four there, Mount Gilead and Highland.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, next category was best use of costumes or props. This is a float or unit given to an entry that has, has the best overall originality, creativity, appearance, and interpretation of theme with uniqueness of costuming. And that went to the Morrow County Libraries with the Stilt Walkers, special mention to Morrow Little Theater.
0: Yeah. I hand painted all of our stuff.
1: Did you really? I did, yeah. So, yeah, the stilt walkers were fantastic. The
0: Nutcrackers uh, stilt walker was like, it, it almost looked a little creepy. He was leaning up against a car, so I don't know if his feet were tired or what. Oh, okay. He was leaning up against a car when I saw him.
1: Okay, uh, best decorated vehicle or golf cart for those entrants you do not wish to enter a full float but just your vehicle went to Morrow County Dental. Oh,
0: by Cuspids. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Try, well, quad, no. Sink hey, your teeth maybe. into that one. Oh, there we go.
1: Uh, the most creative production given to any entry that has the best overall originality, creativity, appearance, and uniqueness of carrying out the theme. That would be some folks I know Tidy Tim's.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tidy Tim. They had the uh, uh, 12 Days schools. of Christmas. Yeah, but they had local schools mm-hmm. actually paint those. Uh, for them. And I thought that was a really cool idea to get everybody involved that way. And it was really neat. They had them kind of like on a Christmas tree. Right. Thing. Yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. cool.
1: And best religious theme was uh, given to the unit The best displays the Christian message of Christmas was given to Walk Through Bethlehem and Wolf, Wolf Creek Supply, which is where the Walk Through Bethlehem will be held this coming weekend.
0: Yep. Located on uh, County Road 57 out by, uh, just up past Northmore High School um you know mike um they were actually at the end of the parade just in case there were road apples so oh. that nobody stepped in okay <laughs>
1: okay uh that's the worst place to be <laughs> in a parade is right after the horses to be at the butt uh, yeah <laughs> oh my at least this time i wasn't the butt of the jokes Okay, and the last uh, category here was best community spirit, interesting, inspirational, innovative. We're looking at schools, church groups, service organizations, and that went to the Mount Gilead Fire Department.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, getting caught out in the middle of the you know right at the, there the, as they were getting ready to pull out, and I believe they had every piece of equipment
1: out. They had a lot there. of stuff there, I know.
0: Yeah, I think they brought just about everything, and they were so excited to get the new truck. Um, so. Literally, the truck pulled in, and it, it came into Mount Gilead, I saw on Facebook, with lights on and sirens as they came in for the first time into service in Mount Gilead. So I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Oh, it is. It is. What so, an event. What an event. It's just, just amazing. I love seeing our, our communities here in Morrow County doing these, uh, 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 Cardington, Marengo, um, anybody else, I, I think that it's wonderful that uh, our small towns are doing these things.
0: Definitely. And uh, I just want to say, uh, you know, a heartfelt thank you and congratulations to the uh, Morrow County Chamber of Commerce, um, to the board, to the to the parade uh, parade. Um, what are they? The parade, uh, you know, the group who plans Com- the par- the committee. planning, planning committee. committee. That is yes. what I'm looking for. Okay. Um, you know, Leanne Gump is the parade chair. Um, you know, they've got uh, Santa's house up here at the square. And as soon as I can get some confirmation on uh, when you can bring the little ones up to meet with Santa, uh, we'll post that as soon as we can. Uh, but Santa was there at um, at the parade and I got to meet him, but my I didn't have my kids with me when I got to see him. So uh, the kids were super excited. They had ice uh, an ice sculpture um, that was brought up here and carved in place, uh, vendors, they had free hot dogs, uh, all kinds of man there was just so much to do, so much to do, um and so little time to do it in right and the parade, Mike, I am betting there was at least a thousand people oh there and, like, were bunches up and down the street
1: everywhere. I' spent most of my time at the History center, and um the history center was pretty crowded uh most of the time before the parade started so and then afterwards, we had a big group come in, so uh yes it was it was quite a success yeah i yeah,
0: kudos to all of them and uh. Uh, Angela, kudos to you. I know um, she had the uh, responsibility of organizing where all of the floats or the groups oh, were okay. in the parade. An important part of it, yes. And uh, then she had um, you know one of the vests with the red blinky lights on, so that you know people wouldn't run her over. You know, nobody <laughs> wants to run her over. Please do not. I need her. <laughs> I got three little ones to take care of. Uh, but uh, she did a great job and uh, organizing that piece, and uh, you know had. Had some good help as well. So, Mike, I wanted to share something with you. Okay. So we know last weekend Ohio State lost to Michigan and broke our hearts, right? Well, Michigan is now number two in the country. Right. Alabama's number one. Right. Alabama Alabama beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Georgia's number three. Cincinnati is number four. That means Cincinnati. And Michigan and Georgia and Alabama are playing for the big dance the big dance, okay, so they're playing for that all right okay now Ohio State is going um they're so apparently um they played in their first Rose Bowl in nineteen twenty one and this will be the sixteenth time that they've played in um this this game, and they are eight and seven overall in the Rose Bowl, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Just wanted to play that. Um, but it says, so Ohio State will play Utah in the Rose Bowl this year. Uh, and uh, Utah is number 11. And it will take place on New Year's Day out in Pasadena. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and last time that we were there um, was uh, with Coach Urban Meyer mm-hmm. when, the Ohio, when Ohio State Buckeyes beat Washington 28-23. to 23.
1: What year was that?
0: Um, It was his final year as a uh, football coach. So what was that? Maybe five years ago?
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: I think this. So it says this is Ohio State's second Rose Bowl appearance in four years. So within the last four years, you know, something like that. So, yeah, you know, um, a bowl game is a bowl game. It's a little disappointing we're not playing for the big one, but that's okay. So uh, what else is going on, Mike? You, uh... Uh, did you hear um, uh, former senator and I believe he was um, he was uh, definitely a World War II uh, vet, uh, but Bob Dole passed away. Today. I did not hear that. Yeah, he passed away today, uh, December. What did it say fifth? Mm-hmm. Um, at the age of ninety eight. Oh my! I
1: knew he was up there in years.
0: And I can remember. Um, I can. He ran for president, right? Yes, he did. And I can remember that. And he was he. George H.W.'s vice president? No, he wasn't a vice president.
1: I don't think he was a vice president, no.
0: No, yeah. Um, See, that was going way back. You know, I was really young uh, at that point. So was I. Um, I was much younger. Um, Let's see. I'm just trying to make sure. I don't want to miss anything because there's so much fun stuff going on.
1: uh, And Well, a lot of the Christmas stuff is happening very early in December, Um, so we're going to start winding down that season here soon, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's so hard this time of year because there's so much that everybody wants to get into. And, uh, you know, there's wild lights at, uh, the Columbus zoo. And I don't know if you've ever been there or not. I have
1: not this year, but yes, I have.
0: It's, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, so, uh, nine, was it nine, nine years ago, I think it was nine years ago. Um, nine years ago, December, the, I want to say December 13th or December 14th, I think December 14th, um, I proposed to Angela at the zoo.
1: I did not know that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I, um, we had a group of friends, the same group of friends that, uh, were doing the show together that Angela and I were in when we started dating. Okay. We went down to, uh, to the zoo. And they all knew what was going to happen. Uh-huh. Angela didn't know. She met me there because um, at the time she was living in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, going to school for her master's degree. And uh, so we, I proposed to her, but I had Leanne Gumpf okay. meet us at the zoo, and Leanne followed us and videoed and took pictures of the proposal. Oh, And Angela did not realize. Like she, She's like, I think I recognize Leanne, but... She wasn't sure, right? Um, and then she afterwards, she's like, "I thought she looked familiar." <laughs> um, the video didn't turn out because it was dark and oh, it was so cold, man! It was so cold. Um, but it, yeah, so like I think it was like nine years ago, and of course I'm so cheap. Uh, I went on Ohio Health free night, and <laughs> they give associates free tickets. Okay, yeah. And so I went. <laughs> I went on that night.
1: Um, hey, do you like Genesis? Um, I prefer Exodus and Deuteronomy, but... Deuteronomy, but... <laughs> oh, oh you, you, to say. you mean... I'm talking about the band. Oh, okay. Yes, I do.
0: Yeah, so they're going to be at Nationwide Arena on December
1: 8th. Are they when, really? Yeah, Wednesday.
0: They're still around? Uh, I mean, it appears to be okay. they're going to be in town, so I would hope... I mean, I hope they're not propping them up like uh, Weekend at <laughs> Bernie's. That would be a little weird. <laughs> like the Rolling Stones, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, here it is. Uh, There. I finally found it. I was looking for... Uh, JOG Annual, and the job means uh, Jobs for Ohio Grads. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a program at uh, some of the high schools here in town. And uh, December 6th, starting at 7.30 a.m., and it runs December 10th uh, until 2.30 p.m., so basically during the school day. Um, it's the JOG's annual food drive and to benefit the North Woodbury Church Food Pantry. Right. Students in grades 7 through 12 will compete to bring in the most items in homeroom to win a pizza party. Please donate boxed and canned uh food along with shampoo and bars of soap, and they cannot accept expired items no okay. expired items mm-hmm. um which I would think that that would go without saying, but um you know I guess it is what it is and uh that is uh i, I that's something that's
1: always needed this time of year um oh year round actually, but more so now, you know being cold and getting close to christmas yeah
0: oh yeah, and uh. So, um, anything else going on, Mike, uh, any, um, I mean, I know now the historical society is closed until the spring.
1: Yes, we are.
0: Um, um do you get, are you, can you give us a sneak peek? Are you guys going to, uh, have anything? Um, well, I'll tell
1: you what, we have a wonderful committee that sets up our displays and so on, and they haven't told me what they're doing yet. So I really
0: don't well, know. Probably because they are afraid that you would tell on the radio here. Or I, the I just
1: might give it away. But, uh, the, uh, 2022 calendars are out, and I know that you can get them at the Cardington Library, at uh, Hoffman's uh, uh, Office Supply, at the uh, Samson Cook. Um, I think there are some other locations, but there are three locations right there where you can get the 2022 Morrow County Historical Society calendar for a deal of $10. That's less than a dollar a month. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So uh, that's about
0: what? Two Starbucks coffees. Well, sure. Could be, sure. maybe three. Yeah, depending on what you get. So, um, I just found something else here. Cardington Lincoln Public Library on Thursday, uh, January twentieth, at six p.m. They're doing a, uh, they're having a craft society. Uh, it's the third Thursday craft society, and uh, you can register by phone uh, by calling them. Um, so, well, Mike. I think it is time for us to go back in time to do our flashback. Well before we go there, I want to ask
1: you a question. Okay. Do you know what The Muffin f- Man? <laughs> no, no. Oh, sorry. The, the guy that lives on Drury Lane. Yes. Um Do you the know what Forrest <laughs>
0: Yes I have?
1: <laughs> do you know what Forrest Gump's email password is?
0: One Jenny One. Oh, close. Oh, one forest. One. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Had to get one in there anyhow. Oh man, I feel really bad about that. No, I can't give you that one. I'll give you this one. There we go. That's and, better. And thank you for that fantastic. Right, thank you. Joke. Thank you very much. All right. Um. <clears throat> hey, I just so you know, there is a playground meeting for Cardington. It's going to happen January fifth at six p.m. at Bunkers Mill. So.
1: And I do believe the new dog park has been dedicated oh, to Mount Gilead. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, that was done Saturday, and it is the Harry Riggs
1: uh, Memorial Park there. Mr. Riggs, I loved, I loved Harry Riggs.
0: Did you ever I, get a chance to listen to him play? I have.
1: I've heard oh. him play the piano right downstairs here at the uh, History Center, and I helped him deliver a calf once. So, Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. All right. Okay, Bart.
0: All right, Uh, let's see here. So um, the playground uh, is, I I think it's for Cardington there, to fix up the playground. They're having a conversation about it or something. Um, But that is uh, at 6 p.m. January 5th at Bunker's Mill in Cardington. And uh, Saturday was the opening of the dog park in uh, Mount Gilead here, and uh, there were several dogs that were brought to the event. And uh, as I drove by today, there were some dogs there enjoying the park. And, uh, you know, they've had some really, really good feedback already um, about the dog park. And I thought that was just super cool. Um, that You know, there is a place now where you can take your dogs. Um, and they have it separated, too. Big dog, little dog. Uh, I have a little dog who thinks she's a big dog, mm-hmm. and you've seen you've I've met, I, I I met think, that little dog, yes. Yeah, and she thinks that she's like you know like a big Rottweiler or something, mm-hmm. but she's not. She's a little. <laughs> I don't even think she's eight pounds. She's a Yorkie poo, and she's yeah. She just thinks she's she's uh, huge here. But uh, I did not know. Um, I didn't know Harry, um, Harry, Uh but I. I mean, I didn't know that. I only knew him. As an older gentleman from going right. to church, I didn't mm-hmm. know him prior to, so I had no idea that he was a vet. Oh, yes. I didn't yes. know that. And I didn't know that he was where Sandy Carpenter
1: was, was. which is yes. now... Um, somebody else? Yeah, somebody else. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm getting to that age where I can say, oh, I can remember two owners ago. Yeah. Well, well,
1: Dr. Riggs uh, actually started with Dr. Nixon. There were two vet, vets in there at one time. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Nixon, I think, has been gone for several years and, and missed... Uh, dr Riggs's been gone two or three years, I believe, so yes, yeah, um, <clears throat>
0: oh, you know before we get into um the flashback, we do want to go to our um, uh, uh, you know our first ad and our only ad so far yeah let's let's play that, yeah it's that time of year when the family will be arriving for the holiday meals at your house. Maybe you haven't been able to keep up with the housework due to well life in general. Give Lindsay Warner and Nicole Ernst, the Broom Sisters of Morrow County, a call today for a walkthrough and quote. These ladies will not let you down for the holidays and beyond. Servicing a 40-mile radius of Mount Gilead, these ladies will make your house sparkle just like the freshly fallen snow. Call the Broom Sisters today at 740-262-5804. The Broom Sisters of Morrow County, Ohio. So... Mr. Mike, um, I, I know we were talking about this and I thought we should probably go back to this. Um, we need to let people know there's some events coming up with the chamber of commerce. They have, um, in, uh, let's see, uh, that was the Christmas parade. That's already over. Christmas parade. Uh, geez. Um, I know that they have some events coming up and I can't find, uh, can't find their recent events. What is going on here?
1: I don't know. Um,
0: but I know they have um, the Morrow County, um, they have uh, chamber chats coming up. Yes. And uh, let's see, that is, why is that? Okay, so it is not, I can't get them to come up right now. Well, this okay. I know they have a chamber chat coming up uh, tomorrow, Monday or today, m- Monday morning. When you guys hear this, they'll be actually having a chamber chat. And I believe that it is um, Chris Conant talking about the real estate market and uh, probably anything else you want to talk to him about. That's tomorrow. And then there's uh, a lunch and learn that happens this month. And uh, you and I talked about that as well. If you're a chamber member, um, it's a nice little opportunity for you to have lunch. And... um And, you know, learn about whatever. I'm going to be speaking on this in February at a chamber chat. I'm going to be talking about uh, basically disaster response for your business and being able to, you know, the continuity of operations and making sure you have a plan. And most businesses are actually doing pretty well at that since we just had a worldwide disaster uh, with the pandemic. So um, let's see here. All kinds of stuff. Um, I really want to get this out to these folks. Hey, did you know that lubrication specialists moved into the old News Colored Press building? Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so there was an ammunitions company in there, uh, and uh, they uh, just sold the building to lubrication specialists. So they've actually expanded.
1: Um, Are they in both locations now?
0: Yes. Okay. So they built a brand new facility out by McDonald's on 95, out by 9571. Uh, and they now have um, the second location here. On Neal Avenue. Yeah, so they moved into that uh, in 2015 there with 24 employees. They now have two locations with 70 employees, and they are growing. So they just added, so I didn't realize that um, building is 24,000 square foot, and it's kind of like a shipping hub because it's got that location there, so that's pretty cool. Um, And then, Mike, we're going to actually be talking. I'm going to try and get uh, uh, Mr. Finley on to discuss the uh, big Freedom Fest. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just so you know, they're expecting 8,000 people for the Freedom Fest, and some huge names uh, have been announced uh, for the Freedom Fest, and that'll be exciting. So, Mike, with that being said, take us back.
1: Well, last week we started talking about the history of Congress Township, And uh, the history I'm using actually comes from a uh, 1998 um, Threads of Time that was published by the uh, Morrow County Sentinel. So I'm going to uh, start off where I left off. And the first record of township government is in 1853. Trustees were John Craig, John Gardner, and Samuel Peoples. Ebenezer Dakin was clerk. The treasurer was William Rush. And the assessor was George Barger. Constables, they had constables, were, I lost my place here, <laughs> Charles Curtis and Samuel Thuma. Supervisors of the road districts were John A. Smith, Banner Reynolds, Bertram Andrews, John Cook, Elijah Miller, Robert Fish, G.W. Peterson, Enoch Hart, William Miller, Payne Brown, and Samuel Samuel McLenathan. Later, J.B. Garverick was elected as Justice of the Peace. Under the township form of government in the early years, the trustees were responsible for the care of paupers and new road construction on order of the county commissioners. They were responsible for the maintenance of culverts, bridges, drainage ditches, schools, and later road plows and drags and guide boards that marked the mileage to nearby communities. They were also responsible for stray animals and water troughs. Two existed on the Delaware-Mansfield Road, now U.S. 42, one at the intersection of Township Road 87 and Township Road 84, and one at the corner of what is now State Route 19 and County Road 78. This last one was used in the township until the 1940s. In the 1800s, the paupers of the township were cared for by the trustees who paid approximately $125 per person per year to families who would provide food, clothing, and shelter and medical care. At the time of death, a proper burial was furnished consisting of a coffin and burial. The families were reimbursed for the expenses. If a destitute person came into the township, the trustees, upon notification, ordered said person or persons escorted out of the township and county. Proper transportation was provided by the township. It must have been a red-letter day in 1859 when the citizens of the township voted for the trustees to purchase the first iron road scrapers. Fourteen were obtained for a total of $125. Tons of creek gravel were hauled and placed on the roads. The federal work Project administration played a large part in building uh, gravel roads in the 1930s. A road supervisor was responsible for the roads in his assigned district. If he failed to perform his duty, he was fined $2, which was collected by a constable. A road supervisor was responsible for the roads in his assigned district. If he failed to perform his duty, he was fined $2, which was collected by the constable.
0: And I assume and I just, that was
1: a huge sum of money. It was, and I just read that same paragraph twice. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Corduroy roads were used to cross swamps. They were built by placing logs side by side across the road and applying soil or gravel on top. Sometimes planks were used instead. The first concrete road or pike reached from Mount Gilead to the north edge of Williamsport in 1921. This was a big event in the community. Later, the pavement was expended, extended to Johnsville. The first township roads paved were um, one oh oh nine and one oh one oh in Williamsport in nineteen sixty six. An added responsibility for the trustees was the Soldiers' Relief Fund, which was established by the state in eighteen eighty seven. From this fund, a veteran or widow was allowed eighty five, or excuse me, five dollars per month if need was shown. In the early 1800s, the social life revolved around the church. Cabin raisings, where neighbors gathered to assist putting timbers in place, and husking bees were held. These were about the only community activities until 1858, when a singing society was organized in the vicinity of the Disciple Chapel. It was named the Congress Union Vocal Society and the original group consisted of 47 men and 24 women. Before 1900, all societies formed were recorded in the township journal containing the organization's articles and bylaws. In 1865, the Board of Education ordered that religious meetings, singing schools, debating clubs, and literary societies would be allowed in the school buildings. The first literary society was organized May 3, 1876 at Pleasant Grove, with 29 members. Others soon followed, and they existed until the early 1930s. Article 3 of the first literary club bylaws stated that a person would be uh, fined five cents for dis- disorderly conduct or leaving the room without permission. The Williamsport Grange, that's where I vote, by the way, and I think that's where you vote too. That's true, yeah. Was established in 1911 in a building which had formerly been a store. A stage was built, and many melodramas were presented for the community's enjoyment. In 1952, the Grange moved to its new building, located at County Road 20 and US 42, where they are still active. In 1909, the Williamsport Band was organized by Mr. Hathaway. He was the only person in the group with any musical training, but the men purchased instruments and were taught by the director. Soon they were giving concerts in area communities. The 4th of July celebration at Williamsport with parades and bands was the big event of the year. It was reported that the band's only major problem was when the director imbibed too freely. Imbibed too freely, that is. Agriculture is still the main industry in the township as it was 180 years ago. Excuse me. Page two. The soybean has become one of the Main crops and the commercial production of potatoes was introduced in the 1920s. Ernest Logan, Alan Queen, Ralph Self, and Fred Rudebeck were some of the early potato producers. Dairy production was another major farming industry. The area now serves as a bedroom community for those who travel to employment in Mount Gilead, Galleon, Mansfield, and other towns. In 1972, the Candlewood Lake and Whetstone development was formed. It is now considered one of the state's most desirable areas in which to live. Heritage Trails Girl Scout Council Incorporated has a beautiful lodge and lake on two, uh, on 222 acres in Northwest Congress Township. I don't know if that still exists. I don't think it's near where you live. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Um It served several counties in central Ohio. The youth were fortunate to have this natural area for training and recreation. Congress Township's population has fluctuated from a high of 1,650 in 1850 to 1,200 in the 1980 census. Some of the clerks uh, who served extended terms in the past were John Cook, William Peoples, Bertram Fields, uh, Ray Kerr, James Mitchell, Clay Snyder, Hugh Mitchell, Ivan Mann, Guy Brown, and Kenneth Williams. Some of the trustees serving the township were John Smith, John Golf, Elijah Hartpence, Fred Shade, Ed Peoples, William Peoples, Elton Golf, Sylvester Ewers, Jay Miller, Clyde Phillips, William Logan, Jonathan Brewer, Maurice Mitchell, Daryl Tingley, and Roland or Bus Smith. For many years, the township depended on Mount Gilead for fire protection. When Mount Gilead built their first firehouse, the Citizens of Congress Township donated over $800 for the project. Later, a joint volunteer department was created with Perry Township. Our township was settled by hardworking, farsighted men and women who wanted a better life for their families. Many community-minded people had overcome great obstacles to make this area a desirable place in which to live. So there you go. Well. Congress Township, a little bit about the history.
0: All right. So, Mr. Mike, I wanted to share um, just one more thing. You know, it is the, the holiday season, and I know folks are probably out getting gift cards for gifts and things like that. I really want to encourage you to go out locally. Go out locally and get some gift cards. The End Zone, um, uh, Chang's Gourmet. um, You know, go local. Go to some of these uh, places, you know, um, uh, Mary Kay's Flowers, Keith's Flower Shop. Mm -hmm. um, I think Capital Theater even does Mm -hmm. uh, gift certificates or gift cards. (coughs) Um, um, The Juice Place down here. not legacy. Um Journey oh, I can't think of what it's called.
1: Um Okay.
0: But uh they, they I'm sure have
1: I, I'm sure all of our local uh, restaurants as well. Yeah, go have out gift there, cards.
0: Go out there and get the local gift cards. You know, it's been uh you know it's not been easy on them. And I know that, you know, luckily luckily everyone was able to uh you know uh Victory in the Village was the name okay. of the place okay. down there. Um, you know, there's Hinkle um, Hardware down in Marengo. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Joe's Hardware here in town or Joe's True Value. Uh, La Cabanita. I'm trying to think of some of the others. Hoof-Hearted Brewery. Um, you know, go go local, folks. Get some uh, gift cards for these people who who um, are local folks uh, putting together this local um, thing here. And, of course, our friends, the EDS Sauce guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're doing some pretty cool things. and uh I still have yet to see them put together any, um, any, any of the uh, uh, brisket, but they've actually put out some pr- really good looking stuff. So, all right, Mike. Well, anything as uh, we prepare to sign off here.
1: For well, one other thing uh, to the guy that invented zero. Thanks for nothing. Wow. Oh <laughs> my. <laughs>
0: Wow, okay um, On that note folks uh, Next week's podcast is going to be A pre-recorded podcast on uh, Flying, Horse Flying Horse Farm, Farm. So uh, We'll do that and then it's going to be Like we're going to be really close to the holidays Mike And in uh, there. I'm going to give a special Shout out, my uh, son Isaac Turns 6 On the 15th and uh, We'll be celebrating his birthday coming up So happy birthday Isaac